We're going to be continuing talking about faith this morning. Is that okay with you? Talking about faith. Going to go to Romans 10. Romans 10, and we're going to start in verse 14. It says, How then shall they call on him who they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? See, Brother Ronnie got it. Nobody else got it. That was me. That was me they're talking about there, guys. How shall they hear without a preacher? Say preach, preacher. Okay, all right. Kirk Franklin for anybody there. Uh, Verse 15, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. We're not going to look at my feet today. I'm going to keep my shoes on. Who bring the glad tidings of good things. Verse 16, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For the, for the Isaiah says, the Lord has, who has believed the report of the Lord? Verse 17, key verse, says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You guys here this morning? Okay, if you're taking notes today, the title of the message is The Hearing of Faith. The Hearing of Faith. Everybody grab your ear for a moment here. I know you're writing, but grab your ear for a moment. Everybody do the hoss ear. Okay, look at your neighbor and say, lay the secret on me. Anybody Jungle, Jungle Book fans in the house? Anybody? Look at your other neighbor and say, lay the secret on me. I think about 70% of you guys did that, so we're going to do it one more time for 100% participation. All right, grab your ear, do the hoss ear, loosen it up a little bit. Look at your neighbor and say, lay the secret on me. All right, so we're going to be talking about the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith. That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, we've been talking about faith the past four weeks on Sunday morning. And just to give you a quick recap of what we've been talking about is this. Um, We talked on the first week about faith and expectation. We talked about how that if you're really believing God will do something, you're going to actually expect that God will do something. Real faith and expectation go together. That means if you're really in faith about something, you're going to be excited about it. You're going to be expecting something to happen. If you're really in faith. So faith and expectation go together. Then we talked about frame your world. And we talked about the power of your words. Because we know that faith is released through our words. The words that we say. And that faith can't just be in your heart. It has to be in your mouth if it's really faith. And that we have the power and authority in our world to control what happens by our words. That death and life are in the power of our tongues, not God's, our tongue. And he's given us that power. And so that we have the ability and power to frame our world by the words that we say every day. And every day the words that we say have power and that is our faith being expressed. What you talk about is what you really believe. And then last week we talked about a legacy of faith. What are you passing down to the generations after you? Are you passing down fear? Are you passing down faith? Because every generation is passing something to the generations after them. Whether that's fear of faith, 
whether that's worry, whether that's depression, whether that's joy or peace, it's up to you. And we should be passing on a legacy of faith. It says that Timothy and his, his mother and his grandmother passed something on to Timothy, and that was a genuine, real faith. So we need to pass on something to the next generation, and that is not just our money. It's not just a family heirloom or a house or a car. It should be our faith. Can I get amen? So today we're going to be talking about the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith. Now let's read in Romans 10 in verse 17 again. Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, if you haven't grown up in church, this might not be a familiar verse, but for those who have grown up and been in a faith a church for a long time, this is a very familiar passage. And it says in Romans 10, 17, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So how do we get faith? We have to hear faith. When we hear faith, we have faith. Now, we know that God has given all of us who are born again and saved the God kind of faith, but we have to do something after that, and we have to develop the faith that God has given us. And we can either make our faith stronger or weaker by what we hear. And it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so the question today is this. I know a lot of us in here would say, well, we want to be big faith people, strong faith people. We want to believe God. We want God to move on our behalf. We want to have strong faith. Well, how do you have strong faith? You have to hear faith over and over and over again. Because it says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word notice of God. And it says here in this passage, that the importance of hearing the word of faith. Now, when we hear faith, we have faith. That's why we preach about certain subjects here. Because when we preach about it, then you have faith for it. That's why if nobody's ever heard a message on healing, most likely they're not going to get healed because they have no faith because they didn't hear a message about healing. Now, that's why we preach about healing in this church, because we want you to have faith to receive healing. But how can you hear unless somebody teaches you? It's the same thing with any subject in the Bible. Let's just say peace. You need peace in your life. If nobody ever tells you about peace, if you don't hear about peace, you'll never have faith to receive peace. Same way with prosperity. A lot of people came from a a poverty background, a poverty mindset. And when they first hear about prosperity and God wants to bless you, they don't know how to handle it. Why? Because they've been here in poverty all their life. So what they have faith for is poverty, not prosperity. That's why you need to get in an atmosphere like this place. And that's why it's so important to come to church. Because you're hearing faith. So you can have faith. And there's certain things you can't receive by yourself. That's why you need to be in the house of God hearing an anointed preacher who is preaching to you the word of God. Because when they preach, faith is released in your life 
And you can have faith for things that you wouldn't have faith by yourself. And so the more we hear on a subject, notice, from the Word of God, we have faith for that, whatever it is. Like I said, it could be healing, could be prosperity, could be peace, could be strength, could be God wants to bless you, could be that God wants to give you peace of mind, that God wants to give you hope. It could be that God wants to restore relationships in your family. How do we have faith for those things? We have to hear the word of God on those subjects. And the more we hear it, the more we have it. Are you following me this morning? So that's why it's important we hear messages about faith. We hear messages about faith. And so we realize that faith comes by hearing in hearing the word of God. You know, it's important that we never say, I've heard that. We should never say, I've heard that. Speaking about the word of God. Why? Because as soon as you stop hearing that, your faith is getting diminished in that area in your life. Are you here this morning? As soon as you stop hearing on certain subjects, you'll stop having faith in that area. So this idea that, well, I've heard thousands of messages on healing. Okay. But if you stop hearing messages on healing, your faith will diminish in that area and keep going down and down and down. Why? Because you stopped hearing it. And so it will stop being real to you. Same way with prosperity, same way with peace, same way with anything that God has promised you in the Bible. If you stop hearing messages about that, you'll stop having faith for that. Are you hearing me this morning? Open yours up one more time. Everybody say, lay the secret on me. I'm trying to. So the more we hear on a certain subject the more we have faith for it. That's why it's important, and it's been mentioned many times, that you listen to teaching outside of these two hours on a Sunday morning. You know why? Because faith comes by hearing, but fear comes by hearing. So, so let me explain this to you. Two hours out of your entire week is not that much hearing of faith. Because guess what you're hearing the rest of the week? You're hearing fa- fear, you're hearing worry, you're hearing depression, you're hearing United States is going down, you're hearing we're losing jobs, the economy's not going to make it, we're not going to make it, the world is going crazy. You're hearing that more than you're hearing faith. So you have to be intentional about what you're putting in your ears during the week. I think that's where the disconnect is because you think just because you came two hours on a Sunday morning, you got it. And you have strong faith. No, you only have strong faith if you're hearing faith all week long, not just on Sunday. That's why it's so important. And really today we have no excuse because you can podcast any preacher on the entire planet, not just me. You could look up on YouTube and find every message that Brother Kenneth E. Hagin, Kenneth Copeland, Dr. Summerall ever preached. You have the ability that you don't even have to pay for these messages, and you can hear faith 
24 hours a day, seven days a week, whenever you want because of technology. That past generations wish they had a recording in an iPod to hear somebody preach to them. Because sometimes they could only hear one message a week or maybe one message a month. But we could literally listen to messages that build our faith 24-7. And it's all free. There should be no excuse. And so that's where the disconnect is. If we can talk about that this morning. We can't just say, well, I heard it on Sunday morning. I was there two hours. But what are you hearing the rest of the week? Because what you hear the most is what you're going to have faith for. Even if it's in the negative. Because we're going to hear the radio. We're going to hear the internet. We're going to hear podcasts. We're going to hear the news. We're going to hear music. We're going to read magazines. We're going to read books. We're going to hear co-workers. And let me be honest with you, and you can admit this. Majority of things coming out of those people's mouth is not faith. It's not hope, it's not peace, it's not prosperity, it's not health, it's not God's word. So if you're hearing that all day long, every day of your life, you have to do something yourself. You have to do something yourself to be a strong faith person if you're constantly hearing that. Why? Because you can't get away from it, ultimately. If we live in this world... We're going to be around that. So we have to do something intentional to build our faith. And what do we do? We hear faith. We listen to faith. We read books and magazines. And we get on the internet and read articles about faith. Because it's building our faith when we're not here. So we can be strong people of faith. Why? Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Here's something interesting too. In this passage it says. Then faith comes by hearing and hearing. By the word of God. But in the context it's talking about somebody actually. Preaching to you. About the word of God. Uh, some people would translate it. Or say it like this. That faith comes by hearing. The anointed word of God. Now there's a difference. You know that right. Maybe you've only been to this church. But if you've been to some other churches, pastors and preachers can preach, and it's not anointed. And it's boring. And you get nothing out of it. And you leave the same way you came in. So it's not just hearing somebody preach. It's hearing somebody anointed with the spirit of faith preach to you. Come on now, somebody. Somebody who has the spirit of faith on them. Because when they have the spirit of faith, it not just gets into you through words, it gets into you through impartations. You don't just hear something, you catch something. Because there's a spirit of faith. I know because I've been in church my whole entire life. I've heard preachers from every denomination you can imagine. And there's preachers that preach the Bible and they ruin it. And you're just like, how could you ruin this? This scripture's so good, and you just murdered the scripture. Why would you do that? The Bible's so good, and you're making these people feel like the Bible and God is not good from what you're saying. So just because we go to church and hear a preach, preacher doesn't mean we're hearing faith. 
Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the anointed word of God. There's a difference. Trust me. If you don't think there's a difference, go to another church for a little bit. Not that there's another, uh, other anointed preachers in this area, because there's plenty of, of anointed preachers in this area. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of churches that there's no anointing there whatsoever. And when I say anointed, I don't, don't just mean loud, because I am loud. I mean the Spirit of God is using that, and, and God is speaking to you when, when they're talking, and you leave different from the way you came in. That's the difference. And so we get faith. By hearing and hearing the word of God, the anointed word of God. Are you here this morning? Let's look at Matthew 4. You guys excited about this message today? Matthew 4 and 4. So we get faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why we never should say, I've already heard that and stop hearing. Because that... As soon as that decision is made, as soon as you turn your ears off, your faith will start diminishing in that area. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's why it's so important, before we read Matthew 4 and 4, that you have faith friends. You need to have some faith friends that are not going to talk doubt and worry and fear and unbelief like everybody else on the planet is. You need some faith friends that say, know what? We're going to believe God. And you know what? You're going to get through this. And you know what? You're going to get healed. And you know what? You're going to be restored. You need some faith friends. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Even in a private setting like that, your friend could speak to you and notice what they're doing. Your faith is growing because you're hearing the word of God. So you need some faith friends. If you don't have any right now, please find some as soon as possible. Because we need some faith friends. Because even in private settings outside of church, we can have our faith built because we're hearing and hearing the word of God from other like faith people. All right. Thank you. Matthew 4 and 4. It says, Jesus said, but he answered and said, it is written... Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Notice, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, the reason I read this is because we want to talk about how do you feed your faith. This is kind of a term that's been used in the faith world, faith faith churches. How do you feed your faith? Well, in Matthew 4, 4, it says that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So let me explain it to you like this. Every person is a three-part being. You are spirit, soul, and body. Now, your body, you realize your body would get weak if you didn't eat food. Amen for lunch today. Everybody said amen. Amen. We'll go eat later. Your body would get weak, right, if you didn't eat. Same way with your soul. Your soul, if your mind, your will, and emotions, if you did not read and study and grow yourself, your soul would be weak. But you are a spirit. That's the real you. That's the part of you that's alive to God. And 
just like your body needs food to grow and be strong, your spirit needs food to grow and to be strong. Now, what is the food for your spirit? The Word of God. Because he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we realize we feed our faith by feeding on the word of God. Now, how do we feed on the word of God? Well, we read it. That's part of it. But we have to hear it. That's how we feed on the word of God. Now, we know if if we had two animals here, now all you animals lovers, chill out. I don't have any animals. So um, if we had two animals and we fed one for a month and we didn't feed the other one for the month, which that would be wrong, okay? Chill out, people. Uh, for example, okay, don't send PETA after me. I don't have a pet. If we fed one animal for a month and we didn't feed the other animal for a month, one would be weak and feeble and probably close to death. The other one would be strong, healthy, and vibrant. Now, why would there be a difference in those animals? Because one was fed and one was unfed. Same way with your spirit man. You have a choice whether you're going to be strong and healthy as a believer or not. And that's up to you whether you feed on the right things. Because whatever we feed will get stronger in our lives. I'm preaching and you're not saying a word. Whatever we feed will get stronger in our lives, whether that's good or bad, either way. Whether that's positive or negative, negative whatever you feed will get stronger, will get, will get healthier. And so we realize that just like an animal or even a human being can't live without food for their body, us as believers and faith people can't live and be strong without feeding on faith. It won't happen. Because what happens is our spirits will get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. Till eventually we don't even have enough strength to live our life to believe God to do anything. Because we haven't fed the right thing. Now we have a choice. Thank God for choice. We have a choice what we want to feed. We can feed our faith and get stronger or we can feed our fear and get weaker. We have a choice on what we want to feed every day of our lives. Now, we can feed our faith or we can feed our fear because whatever we feed will get stronger in our lives. Are you listening this morning? So really, the responsibility is on us. If we want to be strong and healthy and and a person of faith, we have to feed the right things and starve the wrong things in our lives. Are you here? We have to feed faith and starve doubt. We have to feed hope and and starve depression. We have to feed peace and starve worry. But that's our choice. But how do we feed it? Once again, we feed it by reading and by hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God. Isn't that the truth? So how do we... How do we feed the right things? We have to feed it by the Word of God. Now, that's why we talk about this so much about the fact that 
you need to be careful whether that's the news or radio or other things. Not that you can't watch TV or movies or other things. But if you're constantly feeding on negative news instead of the word of God, you're going to be a negative person. Because of your choice to feed the wrong things in your life. That's why it's careful. We got to be careful in what we hear and what we see and what we listen to because every time we're doing that, we're feeding either faith in our life or fear in our life. Are you understand what I'm saying? So that's why we need to be careful and don't say, I just want to be in the know about everything because actually, you being in the know about everything is ruining your life. You don't need to know what they're doing in Afghanistan every second of the day. You'll be okay. You live in southern Indiana. And let me just tell you something. People over there could care less about southern Indiana. So why are we so consumed with world matters all the time that don't even pertain to our life? (laughs) Because all it's doing is feeding fear into you. And your faith is getting weaker, but fear is getting stronger. And notice that happens by... The internet, that happens by radio, that happens by TV, that happens by movies, that happens by the music we listen to, that happens by the books we read, the magazines we read. Anything we put into our eyes and ears is getting in us and feeding either fear or faith in our lives. That's why we need to be careful. You ever heard that song, be careful little eyes what you see and be careful little ears what you hear. That's not just for kids, that's for you. Can I say that this morning? It's for you adults. And actually, you need that probably more than the kids do. They don't have a problem with fear. But it's adults that are constantly looking and hearing the wrong things that need to pay attention to that. Be careful, eyes, what you see. Be careful, ears, what you hear. Why? Because you're feeding the wrong things in your life. You hear this morning. So we need to be careful what we're putting into our lives because... We're either getting stronger in faith or we're getting stronger in fear. And then you'll get on eventually down the road where fear has taken over your life so much that you have a doomsday bunker at your house and you've saved up canned goods for years and years and years and you start posting apocalyptic scriptures on Facebook about the four-headed beast coming in Revelation And you wear sackcloth and ashes and you stop buying clothes and your fingernails are grown out and you need to shave your face because you have a huge beard. Because you're preparing for the end of the world. Now, how did you get so weird? Fear. Because if you're going to keep listening to all that, that's where you're going to end up. That's where you're going to end up. And the root of all that stuff, we could try to make it sound like, oh, that's godly wisdom, and you know something's going to happen to America. That's fear. At the bottom line, it is fear. But notice, how did that happen? You were hearing it and hearing it and hearing it, and then you started having faith for the wrong things in your life. So that's why we need to hear faith. Whatever we hear, we will have faith for. The more we hear it, the more we'll have it. Now, here's something interesting because this is a law that's in the world. This is a law that God put in place. So it works for believers and unbelievers alike. Whatever we hear, we start believing is true. 
And the more we hear it, the more we have faith for it. Now, I love this because in the Bible, God breaks it down in Romans and he says, there's two points of view or worldviews in the earth. There is the truth, which is God's word, and there's the lie, which is everything else. Every philosophy, every book that somebody who thought they were smart wrote, trying to explain the world and sexuality and why are we here and what's our purpose. He breaks it down. God says there's the truth, which is God's word, and there's the lie. Now, whatever, whatever we hear the most of is what we will believe, even if it's a lie. Because there's a principle, whether you're saved or unsaved, believer or non-believer, the more you hear it, the more you'll have faith in it, and eventually you'll start believing it, even if it's a lie. Are you hearing me? That's why it's so important what you hear. So important. Because even if it's a lie, if you keep hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, eventually you start saying, ah, well, maybe there's a little bit of truth in that. Huh. It's, pretty, it's, it's not that big a deal. You know, we live in 2016. The Bible's old anyways. We got to change it to meet with the culture and be relevant. Do I sound like a typical college student in 2016? And notice what happens. You start going to college and what are you, you're hearing lies. But if you hear it enough, your mind will start thinking, well, maybe. You start hearing the news talk about certain subjects that you used to know what you believed about, maybe sexuality. What the Word of God says about sexuality and what's right and what's wrong. But if you keep hearing it enough, eventually you start saying, well, you know what? It's not that big a deal. You know, maybe the Word of God is a little bit outdated in certain parts. But notice what happens. How did you get there? You kept hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And your friends talk about it. And your professors talk about it. And your coworkers talk about it. And the news talks about it. And eventually you will believe a lie if you hear it enough. Are you guys following me this morning? That's why it's so important what we hear and how we hear because even if it's a lie, we'll start believing it because we're hearing it. Romans 10, 14, let's look back over there. You still here this morning? So that's why we need to be careful, little eyes, what you see, and be careful, little ears, what you hear, because eventually you'll believe it. Notice, even if it's a lie, you won't be able to tell the difference. We know the vast majority of our world can't tell the difference between truth and a lie. Why? Because they hear it. Hear it. Hear it. And faith comes by hearing. Romans 10 and verse 14. How then shall they call on him who they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Notice, how will you believe unless you hear? You won't. Because everything you believe in right now is because somebody told you about it. Everything. Even the fact that you need to put deodorant on and brush your teeth. You believe in that now? Hopefully you believe in that, middle school boys. Hopefully you believe in that. No laughs? Anybody? 
it's not a laughing matter if you're standing next to them. I realize that, but even the fact that you have to hear about natural things like that. How, how do you believe what you believe about that now? Somebody told you. Probably your mama. And notice what happened. Faith came by hearing and hearing. Brush your teeth. Take a shower. Put deodorant on. Next day, brush your teeth. Take a shower. Put deodorant. What Faith came by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. So parents, keep saying it. Eventually, they're going to get revelation on it. And it will change their life forever. You just got to keep saying it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. So everything we believe today, this morning, is because somebody told you about it. You had to hear it first. That's why it's so important that we talk about what God has promised us in the Bible. Because there's a lot of people in the world that have no idea that God has promised us these things. And how can they believe, notice, unless they hear Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You guys still here? Let's go to Mark 4. And we're going to be in Mark 4 the rest of the day here. Mark 4. You guys understand what I'm saying this morning? So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more we hear it, the more we'll have it. So, this parable is very famous in the Gospels. It's called the parable of the sower. The parable of the sower. And Jesus tells this parable, and his disciples ask him what it means. So, he explains to them what the parable of the sower means. Now, before we get into this parable, he's talking about that there's four different types of people. Represented by four different types of soil. And he says the seed in the soil is, notice, the word of God. Now, let's start reading this in verse 9. Mark 4 in verse 9. It says, he said to them, he who has ears, let him hear. He who has ears. Let him hear. Implying that sometimes you can have ears, still not pay attention to what's going on. You could be in church your whole entire life and leave and never got anything out of it because you weren't hearing. And that's your choice. That's not mine. And it's my choice whether I hear or not. Now, let's jump down to verse verse 13. Jesus explains this parable. He says, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? Verse 14, the sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. And when they hear it, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that's sown in their hearts. Then likewise, there are ones sown on stony ground. For when they hear the word, immediately they receive it with gladness. And them, not having root in themselves, endure for only a time. And afterwards, when tribulation, persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Verse 18. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word 
and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things enter and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Verse 20. Now, this is who we are. Supposed to agree with that. But these are the ones sown on good ground, and they hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60, some 100. So let's jump into this parable for a second here. Now, we've been talking, what have we been talking about? Hearing faith. Hearing the word of God. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's so important what we hear and how we hear it. So we see here that in this parable, Jesus says that the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. The soils are four different types of people or four different types of hearts. So this morning, this is what's happening in here. All of us in here are listening to this message. We're hearing it. We are receiving it into the soil of our heart. Because the word of God right now is going forth. The sower sells the word. That's what I'm doing right now. And it's going into your heart. Now, you are one of these four different types of people. And there's different results for these four different types of people that are mentioned here. Based on what kind of soil their heart is. Now, the thing about this is there is always God's side and there's man's side. God's part is the seed, but your part is the soil. Come on now, somebody. So how we receive the word of God today is not based off of the preacher, and it's not even based off of God. It's based on the ability of your heart to receive it. And that's our responsibility. You realize that there's people in services, I mentioned this before, sitting right next to each other. One leaves and gets nothing And one leaves and gets answers to every question they've been asking. What is the difference? It's how they receive it into their heart. And he talks about there's four different types of soil mentioned here, which are four different types of people. Verse 15, it says, these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. And notice when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that's sown in their hearts. So we see that when we hear the word of God, we need to be the right soil to receive it so it can grow in our lives. And that responsibility is on us, not God. We have the ability to change what kind of soil we are. We could be good ground. We could be stony ground. We could be wayside ground. We could be any of these grounds based on how we keep our heart. That's why you can be honest in here. You know when you come into church and you've been worried all week and you've been frustrated all, all week and you're mad at people, it's hard to receive. Why? Because your heart's not good ground. But notice when we come into church and we've been preparing our heart all week long, notice what happens. 
are, we come in with good ground. And so we're able to receive the word and it grow in our lives when it couldn't grow if we didn't prepare our heart. So it's our job. And he uses these terms because they're dealing with agricultural people. We know this. We live in the Midwest, which is very agricultural. We know about corn. We know about farmers. That if you want to grow something, you have to cultivate the ground and prepare it before you plant something in it. Isn't that the truth? And if you don't, you're not going to get that good a harvest. It's the same way with all of us in here. When we come to hear the Word of God, when you listen to a podcast, when you get on YouTube and listen to a message about faith, when you look up something and you want to hear the Word of God, make sure your heart is right before you hear. So then when you hear, it's going to fall on good ground that will produce something in your life. But notice that's our choice, not God's. Because there's always God's side and our side. God's job is the seed, but our job is the soil. Are you guys understand what I'm saying this morning? So it's our choice how much we receive when we come to church. It's our choice how much we receive when we listen to podcasts. It's our choice how, choice how much we receive when we hear the word of God based on our heart. Here's something. Camp's coming up in a week. Where you at? Okay. Anybody? What happens at camp is this. A lot of kids come in, not necessarily always from our church, but a lot of times from other churches from rough backgrounds. They haven't been at camp. They don't understand camp. They haven't been in that environment. And they come in with the stony heart. They come in with thorns. They come in not with good ground. But what happens? As the week goes on, they choose to change their heart. Come on, where are you at this morning? Come on, I'm going to be at camp next week. You better shout at me, for goodness sakes. I need a little preparation before this. we got 200 kids coming. All right. Uh, <laughs> But notice what happens during the week, what their soil starts changing. And the stones get thrown away. And the bad attitudes get thrown away. And the thorns, a.k.a. the relationships they shouldn't have been in the first place, gets thrown away. I'm preaching before I'm preaching. That's my... Okay. <laughs> and notice what happens. Their soil gets cleared out at camp. So by the end of the week, their heart is good ground, and they're receiving so much from God, and some of those kids haven't received anything from God their whole life because they've had the wrong soil. But notice, that's what happens when you get in that atmosphere. You can choose to change your soil. You can choose to change your heart. And when you get all that junk away, you can really receive from God. And notice what happens when the Word of God can go in, and it starts producing. It starts growing. You start changing. Why? Because your soil has changed. Your heart has changed. If that's true for camp, that's true for your life. You have a choice what kind of soil you're going to be. You have a choice when you hear the word of God. Am I going to be good ground or I'm going to be stubborn ground? If I'm going to be stony ground, if I'm going to have thorns, it's our choice. 
So when we hear the word of God, what happens is people like myself and other people, we are throwing the seed of God's word into your life right now, into your heart, into your heart, into your heart. The more you hear it, throwing it into your heart. But whether it grows or not, and whether it produces or not, is up to you. Are you listening this morning? Not up to me. It's up to you because it's your ground and it's your soil and that's your heart and you're in charge of it. So this is what happens. It says he goes. It's thrown on the wayside and when they hear it, Satan comes immediately to take away the word that was sown in their hearts. Has anyone ever had that happen to him? I think we could all say yes. You hear the best message you've ever heard, and literally, as soon as you get to your car, phone call. Well, you know, so-and-so passed away, and don't got any money, just family issues, just bombarding you. As soon as you get to the parking lot, that's not on accident, it's on purpose. And you just heard a great message on faith and healing, and God's going to do something in your life, and you get to the car, and phone call. Check your text message, and it's the worst text message you ever got. What is that? It's Satan coming to immediately steal the word that's sown in your heart. That's why we have to be aware of it. And when that happens, don't freak out. Like what you just heard wasn't the truth. There's a reason it happens to you right after you hear a message like that. Because Satan's coming to immediately steal the word from your heart. I always tell this to the young people that go to camp. Right when you get back from camp, guess what? Satan will come to immediately steal the word sown in your heart. Whether that's a text message, whether that's a phone call, whether that's somebody you run into right after camp, it always happens. So be aware. But the same is true for all of us in here. When you hear messages of faith like this, Satan's got to come and immediately try to steal it out of your hearts. And notice the next one, it says, there are ones that are sown on stony ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it, but then after a while they have no root in themselves, so they endure only for a time. And then after tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So this is somebody's heart that comes to church. They hear it. They're excited about it. But then when they start changing and people start persecuting them, they back off. Maybe you go back to school and you start getting persecution because you're actually acting like a Christian, not just talking about being a Christian. Maybe because you're actually being a follower of Jesus at your work, that people don't like that. And knows what happens if it's sown on stony ground. Eventually, you won't produce because you have no root in yourselves. So that's why we have to choose. I'm not going to be stony ground. Even if I get persecuted for being a word person. Even if I get talked about because I'm a follower of Jesus. Even if people don't like faith people because I believe God and they don't want to believe God. Choose to not be a stony ground person. And notice the next one, what the next one was. He said that these are ones sown among thorns. They're the ones that hear the word. And notice the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, 
the desire for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So this one, even though you received it, it even started to grow. What happens because there's thorns in your life, it eventually will choke the word. We could say weeds would be better. You know weeds in your garden, weeds in your yard. They try to choke out all the good stuff. And that's what happens in our life. When things start growing, when things start producing, when God's starting to do something in our lives, there will always be thorns that try to come up and choke what God's doing in our lives. And notice what he tells us what some of these things are. The cares of this world. The deceitfulness of riches. And notice the desire for other things. It doesn't even have to be a bad desire. Just desire for other things more than God and his word. And those things will come and choke the word, and it will become unfruitful in our lives. It's interesting because Paul talks about different men and women of God that were traveled with him, and he said that some of these men forsook him because they loved this present world more than they loved God. That's what he's talking about here. Now, this guy was a minister that traveled with Paul. But it said eventually, why? Because he didn't deal with the thorns in his life. That eventually those thorns came up and they choked the word of God in his life and he became unfruitful. So if it can happen to a preacher, it can happen to us. If we don't deal with the soil of our heart. Are you guys listening this morning? And so we see that if we don't deal with the cares of this life, the desire for other things, sometimes it doesn't happen on the first day, but eventually it will catch up and it will choke the word of God in our lives. It could be cares of this world like dumb stuff, like I need to mow my grass instead of coming to church on Sunday morning. Come on, people. But notice stuff like that will happen. You're like, why am I putting a priority on mowing my grass on Sunday morning instead of coming to hear the word of God? It's cares of this world. It's not a bad thing. It's not evil, but it's just a care. Other issues in our life that come up and they try to notice they're trying to take our attention away from the word of God. Cares of this world or desire for other things, not even bad things. Could be sports. I knew I'd get a hearty amen on that. Amen. Thank you for calling that out. Could be fishing. Could be hunting. Could be shopping. Y'all, uh-oh. Could just be a hobby that gets out of control, and now your whole life and your mind and everything is consumed with this thing instead of God and his word. It's not bad. It's not evil. You can still have it in your life, but when it becomes the main thing, notice it chokes the word in your life until you become unfruitful. It could be a relationship that you know you need to get out of, and it's choking your... You guys are super quiet today. Notice, and what is it doing? It's choking. Not evil, not an evil thing. Not even a bad thing sometimes, but a relationship that's choking the word of God in your life. Desire for other things, not even a bad thing. 
can be wrong. And what does it do? If we don't deal with it, even if there is stuff that starts growing up in our life and we start changing and we start growing, if we don't deal with those things, it's going to choke out the word in our life eventually. And it says that we will become unfruitful. But I want to be the last person. Anybody else? I want to be the last kind of ground, and we can choose that. It says, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Now, good ground is those who have taken time before they hear to cultivate their heart. Now, how do you cultivate your heart? Well, I would say this. I would say if you're in unforgiveness towards anybody, forgive them. I would say if you're mad at somebody, get it right. I would say if you've been listening to junk all week long, you repent for it and say, God, get these thoughts out of my mind, get this music out of my mind, get the TV shows out of my mind, get any other junk that has been in my heart. I'm coming to hear the word of God, so make sure my heart is in the right place. That's how you start cultivating your heart to hear the word of God to be good ground. And it says these are sown on good ground. And those who hear the word, notice they accept it. Accept it means I believe it and I receive it. That I believe that what's being taught is God's word and is the truth and I accept it as absolutely true. That's how you accept God's word, not saying, I don't know. There's a couple scriptures I could find that could debate what you're saying right now. So that's not getting you anywhere. It's when you hear the word of God and say, yes, God, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm going to accept it because it's the truth. That's how you have good ground. And those who hear the word accept it and notice they bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Now, I'm going to read this from the message as we close here. You guys still hanging on today? You're so quiet. So, so quiet. A couple people. All right. I know you're listening. You're thinking. Mark 4 in the message. Mark 4 in verse 14 in the message. Listen to this. The farmer plants the word. Some people are like the seeds that fall on the hardened soil of the road. No sooner do they hear the word than Satan snatches away what has been planted in them. And some are like seeds that land in the gravel. When they first hear the word, they respond with great enthusiasm. But then there is such a shallow soil of character that when the emotions wear off, where are you at? The message, for goodness sakes. This is so good. Notice, they get excited, but they have such shallow soil of character that when the emotions wear off, some difficulty arrives and there's nothing to show for it. Then there's seed that is cast into the weeds. It represents the ones who hear the kingdom news but are overwhelmed by the worries about all the things they have to do and all the things they want to get. Listen to this. The stress strangles what they heard, and nothing comes of it. 
But notice this last part, this is us. We're good ground. We're good ground people. Because when we hear it, something grows in our lives. When we hear it, God moves in our life. When we hear it, we have faith. And it says, when we hear the word of God, this is the seed planted in the good earth. It represents those who hear the word, embrace it, and produce a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. That's who we are. Come on, say, that's who I am. We're good ground people. And so when we hear the word of God, notice what we're going to do. We're going to hear it, but then we're going to embrace it. And it's going to produce a harvest beyond our wildest dreams. One last thing before we close. You've got to realize something about farming and agriculture. The thing about it is that it takes time. That's where so many people get discouraged. Trust me, I know. I do not like being patient for anything. But that's not the way that God works. He gives the farming analogy implying that it's going to take time for stuff to grow in our lives. And we're going to have to stay good ground. And don't get discouraged just because you come one service like this and you got seeds thrown on your life and your good ground. It doesn't come up tomorrow. But it's starting to grow. Roots are starting to grow down deep. You've been coming for a couple months. You're not seeing much, but your roots are growing down deeper. It's still growing. You might not see it yet. You're coming for a couple years, and then you see something start coming up. Something start coming up. It's getting bigger. It's producing fruit. Why? Because it takes time. And the more we're good ground and the more we stay with it, it's going to produce a great harvest in our life. Did you guys get something this morning? Well, let me pray for you. Thank you guys for coming out this morning. Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this wonderful time we had in your house. We thank you for the ability to hear the word of God on a regular basis. And Father, we thank you after we have heard this message today that we would be so passionate about being good soil where God can plant the seed of his word in. Father, we thank you that this church is full of good ground people that have the right heart that we receive from God, that when stuff is planted in our life, that it grows and produces fruit. Father, I thank you right now that anybody who needs to get rid of anything in their life, whether that's thorns or whether that's stony ground, that, Father, we would make those changes today in Jesus' name. And, Father, we thank you that this church is growing. This church is getting stronger. This church is thriving. Father, we thank you right now that We're going to be a church who honors the hearing of your word. That we love the hearing of your word. That, Father, we would never get tired of hearing your word because we realize faith comes every time we hear. And that, Father, we would be a people.